The Harrison Bader saga in New York is over for now. And honestly, we're feeling a little conflicted. Let us explain. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stace. Uh, we are officially done with august baseball it is now september baseball crazy crazy stuff to say thank you guys so much for clicking on the show here today we really appreciate it thank you for over 4200 subs on youtube you guys know it's fan mail friday we have a whole bunch of questions coming up here from you guys from our subtext community from our youtube community that's coming up later we also got to talk about the last game in detroit first stacy the big news uh bader's gone that's it that's all she wrote into the sunset, he rides Harrison Bader, claimed by the Cincinnati Reds. Um, kind of wild, Stace. Uh, he he had some comments. They talked to him on yes, and he was in tears, man. Like he he was fighting back some tears. He clearly cried a little bit. Uh, obviously, had said his goodbyes and stuff. I mean, it it was um it was kind of sombering to watch that. I don't know how you felt about it. We haven't really talked about it. So how, how did you, you watched it. So how did you feel about that? Yeah, I felt the same way because, you know, hometown boy plays for his hometown team, the stuff that he did in the playoffs, we'll get into it in a bit, but it just like, even though he didn't make an immediate impact because he was injured the first few weeks that he was here last year, he made such an impact when he first started playing. And even earlier in the year when he was injured, came back, provided a spark for the team. And, I just imagined him being a Yankee for a while, not just barely a year, you know? Uh, so I was a little bummed about that. And you could just see how upset he was about it. He knows it's the business and he's hoping that maybe the Yankees might be interested in a reunion with him uh, come free agency. But yeah, you could see it in his face. I felt bad. And I was hoping that, you know, the reporters weren't going to like needle at him and make him actually shed tears for them because i was just like don't don't do that i don't need to see that but yeah i felt i felt bad yeah it was uh it was interesting to watch and, and you mentioned he he did kind of allude to that like hey man i'm i'm not not open to resigning in new york which was i thought was an interesting thing um yeah i i think look the numbers let's just go through them uh overall games played regular season with the yankees he's only played 98 games yeah um which has underlying tones of course 237, 273, 353. Those are numbers that no one's going to, like, no one's going, wow, he really, <laughs> come, on. come on. Right. The postseason you mentioned, the 2022 postseason, I mean, what a ride. Like, he he really contributed in a massive way. Five bombs in the ALDS and the ALCS. He drove in six in nine games. Like, he he had a huge postseason last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and at that point, the Montgomery trade for Bader felt like, okay, this is worth it right now. This is yes. worth it right now. Obviously, overall, you're going, man, you could have really used Jordan Montgomery this year. Really could have used it. Um, but it, the bigger saga here is, is, for me, is thinking, I don't think the Yankees ever got Harrison Bader, really. Like, it, it never really felt like Harrison Bader was there contributing. And I'm sure in a few years, if you look back at it for him, he probably goes like, man, 
Like, yes, I got the opportunity. That was wonderful. That's amazing. I got to wear my home colors. I got to do all that stuff. But like, it still feels like at this point, like what could have been? Yeah. Kind of feels like Joey Gallo in a way, just not as bad. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's it, very it similar. Yeah. I mean, the injuries here are in your face and you know, the ones that he dealt with here in 2023, like just that image of him walking off the field with a trainer like that, that's an unfortunate lasting image for me right now. Cause again, you, you kind of, it just feels like there was so much to potential for him to really shine. And he had those moments in the postseason, but he just never really had the opportunity. It felt like because of the injuries to really put it all together. And that's just such a bummer because he's a pretty easy guy to root for. He really is. He really is. Um, you know, I talk about it all the time. It was a pleasure watching him in the outfield, the statue of Liberty glove. Like, you know, he would, you could see him taking it in because he was from Bronxville and he went to Yankee stadium as a kid. So, you know, obviously the old stadium, but it's still, you're in Yankee stadium. You're wearing the pinstripes. You're the hometown boy. And for him to do what he did in the playoffs right away, like I really was like, wow, this is going to be so cool to have him. And then the injuries just derailed him, which is the big, big bummer. Yeah, obviously, like we've done with every player, like uh, we've done on this show, it's been kind of an in memoriam season. Honestly, uh, we uh, we we wish our best. We wish yes. our absolute best. I hopefully uh, Harrison Bader contributes to the Reds, and that very exciting and young team makes a push. Like yeah. I, I really, I really hope they do, and I hope Harrison Bader is that uh, that driving veteran presence uh, in that club with Joey Votto. So hopefully, hopefully so. Um, speaking of riding off into the sunset. Josh Donaldson stays uh, signs with the Brewers. He gets a minor league deal. He's going to go to Nashville. Don't know if he's going to be available right away. Remember, he was getting close to rehab quickly. Your thoughts on uh, on Donaldson? Of course, we've made our piece on the show before, but just with this news now. I mean, good for him because he gets to at least try to make it to a team that's in contention. The same thing can be said for Bader. I know a lot of Yankee fans when the Bader thing, they felt bad for him because of the whole not being a Yankee thing. But He's going to a team that's in contention. The Yankees aren't. So he has a chance to contribute. And if Donaldson can do something, you know, you never know. So yeah. <laughs> maybe he can watch a couple of fly balls there too. <laughs> <laughs> saw that. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that compilation pop up. I, that hit my feet a couple of times. Uh, oh, the compilation God. of Josh Donaldson staring at fly balls. Uh, bat, bat, what a flip, time. Uh, bat flip walks. And yeah, yeah, yes. he could do that. Oh yeah. Good times. <laughs> anyway. Um, We've made our peace with Josh Donaldson at this point. We've said it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, hey, now on to this part. Yankees couldn't complete the sweep last night uh, or yesterday afternoon in Detroit. Final score in 10 innings, a 4-3. to three. Stace, I mean, it, it's really the Volpe homer. It's really the Volpe homer. He's doing it, man. He's really, he's really coming through in the clutch, which is not something I foresaw. <laughs> yeah. I just thought the, I mean, he's done this a bunch of times where the Yankees needed to either tie or like get something going and he's the one doing it. And um, I'll let you guys in behind the curtain. I was doing the rundown while the game was on and I just put offense shut down, lose three, nothing, this and that. And then boom. And I thought, oh, all right, I got to race all that now because of Volpe. Uh, good for you, kid. Unbelievable. Um, 2020, 20 home runs. 20 stolen bases first Yankee rookie shortstop to do that, which is amazing because of, you know, thinking of his start, thinking of people wanting to send him back to the minors and the Yankees not doing that and letting him find his way. And he found his way. And there are some things he needs to work on, but 
this is a great rookie season. Like, honestly, 20 home runs. Who would have seen that happening? Yeah, especially because we knew going into it that he's not really a big pop guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had some, obviously. He, he had some heading into the year, but he's a pretty unassuming, unassuming pop threat. And, and he's had it this year. I mean, look at the numbers. Uh, like you said, there's a lot to work on. And we knew that. And they knew that going into yeah. the season. So, uh, you know, I, I've said it 100 times, Dace. I really like Anthony Volpe. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's got good makeup to be a shortstop in the bigs. Um, what the ceiling is, uh, I still think is undetermined for me, at least at this point. I don't know what the ceiling is for Anthony Volpe. I think he could be a short, uh, uh, an all-star shortstop. Um, we'll see if it goes higher than that. Um, but yeah, 2020, man. What 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 more could you want out of him in a rookie season and essentially a, in a lost season at this point? So good on you, Anthony Volpe. Always rooting for you, kid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the bad throw from Glaber stings. Obviously, that wasn't the greatest moment in the world. Right. That's how she rolls, man. That's how she rolls. Uh, it's just how the season is going, right? Because, yeah. you know, the Yankees tie it in an exciting fashion in the top of the ninth with two outs, I may add. And as soon as they didn't score in the 10th, I'm like, all right, how are they going to lose this time? And I joked on Twitter. I said, I've seen the ending to this movie. And then I I think I quote tweeted myself and I said, OK, I wasn't expecting that exact ending because I was not expecting an error like that to end the game. And uh, I told you before we started filming but one of my tiger friends was like god the only way you could win a game against the yankees is to commit for them to commit an error that's how bad we're doing this year i said yeah i mean that's Uh, just how baseball goes (laughs) we made some bold predictions as we always did stacy yours and mine let's take a listen back to what we said a couple of days ago before the series started bold predictions for the series in detroit yankees win three out of four i'm gonna stick on the negative side, because it worked out well for the Yankees last time. Carrie Carpenter goes deep twice, drives in minimum five in the four-game series. Not quite, Steve. Not quite, Steve. Uh, Carrie Carpenter ended up going four for 17 with one RBI. All four of his hits were singles. Stacy, the Yankees won three of four. Congratulations. You now have a three-point lead on the leaderboard here for the 2023 season, five points to two in the bold predictions category. And uh, I really got to sit down and think about my bold predictions for next week. I, I think I need to do some deep analytical math and really try and figure out if I can predict the future next week because I am running out of time to catch you in the scoreboard. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I felt it. I kind of did just because of the way the Tigers are, were playing and I felt the Yankees could actually do okay against them, but I wasn't ex- really expecting that. So I was very happy. And I should have thought about, about that while the game was going on because I got mad that they lost. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I just won the bold prediction. <laughs> you did. You did. And hey, the Yankees still won the series. Yes. Um, let us know how you're feeling about the series. Let us know how you're feeling. Are you feeling conflicted about Harrison Bader? Please let us know in the comment section down below. You guys know it's Fan Mail Friday. We have a bunch of questions from you guys when we come back. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now, that's a good deal. It's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. 
Now, the New York football season is going to be something else between Aaron Rodgers trying to lead the Jets to maybe a Super Bowl for the first time in a really long time. You have the Giants doing well, too. So go to FanDuel. You can visit them at FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back now on Locked On, Yankees, Yankees, Astros starts tonight. You can listen to that on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today. Uh, YouTube viewers just got a great Stace face right there. <laughs> hey, on Monday, every day is two. Miners Monday. Come on, guys. You already know. We're running out of Miners Mondays. Only a couple weeks left of the minor league season. Then the postseason will be following the Somerset run. Hopefully, we are following a Hudson Valley run. Hopefully, we are following a scranton Wilkesbury run. Uh, we will see. Somerset's the only one that's locked something down so far. Um, okay. Fan Mail Friday, your favorite day of the week. Next to Miners Monday. <laughs> we have our subtexters. As you guys already know, subtexters get priority for Fan Mail Friday. It's one of their big perks. And I'm just going to go ahead and call this out right now for subtexters. I'm also going to text you guys here in a couple of weeks. But I want you guys to start thinking about what you want out of subtext in the off season. Just because obviously a lot of it is roster moves and in-game stuff, and that doesn't really happen. So uh, <laughs> let us know what you want out of subtext uh, for the offseason. Again, I'll ask you guys in text form in a couple of weeks once the season is actually over. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the subtext questions first, Stacey. Our first one's coming from Betty in OG. Betty asks, if the call-ups really happen, they're happening, Betty. What do you guys think the lineup will be for the very first game? And what will the catching rotation look like? Thank you, Betty, for being a subtexter, and thanks for your question. We have uh, we talked about the ro catching rotation yesterday. Uh, question mark. It's a question mark right now. There's three catchers. That makes it harder. Uh, Rortvet's better defensively than Wells. Wells, in theory, better offensively than Rortvet. It's a whole mess. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, as far as lineup is concerned, Stace, do you think tonight we're going to see both of them? Are, are we going to see a crazy night where Dominguez, Pereira, Volpe, Wells, Peraza, and Peraza are all <laughs> in the lineup? That seems insane. That does seem insane. I don't think all of them are going to be in there. You might see the majority see of them. You won't, yeah, you won't see Wells, Wells, but you might, you might see Wells, the rest yeah. of them. It's possible. Just yeah, don't know what think, order. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we will see Dominguez in center now that Bader has cleared. I mean, IKF was playing center yesterday. So, um, you know, we've seen him do it a couple of times, but still, we'll see. Uh, I would love for that to happen. I just don't see it actually happening, especially against Justin Verlander and the Astros. Yeah. Seems insane. Uh, but hey, you never know. You never know. I will just scream to the heavens if I see him at first base, though. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Betty, for your question. I'd be shocked to see him all at once. But if if we're going with it, I think the only one we wouldn't see is Wells day one. Yeah. I think we might see him maybe Saturday. Might see him behind the plate on Saturday. I don't know. Caution to the wind, though. Do it. The, the timing it. of this is amazing because they're in Houston for a series against the Astros and they have all these kids. And, you know, yeah. the season and the didn't Astros work out are obviously the way they... fighting for their lives right now. Yeah. So, like, oh, God, it's a perfect storm of 
Who knows? <laughs> so many things. So many things at once. I'm sure you guys will be watching. Don't miss it. All right. Thank you, Betty, for your question. This one's coming from Hosue. Hi, guys. Thanks for the work you do every day, and I enjoy every minute of the show. Oh, Hosue. Just want to say mm -hmm. that I saw on TV Vader sounding completely heartbroken. This is a couple of days ago when he got placed on waivers, mm -hmm. saying that he found out he was put on waivers in the lunchroom that he saw it pop up on ESPN or something. What are your thoughts about that, and what kind of message do you think that sends to the team? To me, it makes management feel so detached. Thank you, Josue, for your question. Um, maybe I'm a little more less cynical about this part of it. This happens, man. Right. This happens. This happens a little too often. Maybe, maybe that's more indicative of of the industry as a whole. But just know that the information travels really, really fast when these things happen, and that's not an excuse. The proper way probably should be tell them first and then it happens, but the information slips. That's not, it's not that the Yankees made the announcement and then he, that's how he found out. Right. That, that's not the case. And, and again, this, this happens everywhere. It's not a Yankees issue. Yeah. A lot of people were going a little nuts about this and it was kind of odd to see this happening. And like I always joke, it's 2023. How do you not know how waiver stuff works? Because I remember there was a year where the Yankees put like everyone on waivers because no one was going to be picked up, but they just did it anyway. And I like people like Jorge Posada, like it was like whatever year that was, it was really weird where, and everyone was freaking out about it. And it's like, no one's going to take him in his contract. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, I think it's just the whole, if Bader hadn't said that, they wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like if they found out through the grapevine that that's the way he found out, I think it was him saying it and talking about it that made people so riled up about it. But people need to learn how waiver stuff works because the teams can't tell. It's, it's just how it goes. And it's not even just waiver. It's just news. Right. Because it's someone in the inside letting it slip or some somebody's agent, you know, just because rumors come out and here we go, we're heading into rumor season very, very soon. Uh, this is always a good reminder. They aren't always, uh, I'm not going to say true, but they aren't always like 100% truthful. I should say sometimes a lot of that information comes from agents themselves who are talking up their client to try mm -hmm. and get other teams to move the market. Just mm -hmm. always remember that kind of thing. Just as we move forward, I will say that disclaimer 15 times this off season. <laughs> Thank you, Josue, for your question. And again, don't worry. You, you, oh, maybe not again, but you, you're not the only one who thought this. I just wanted to make sure we cleared that up for sure. All right, Stacey, we have this one coming from Subtexter Adam, and it also uh, lines right up with a question we got from one of our YouTubers. So I'm going to read them together. Uh, Adam asked us nice and simple. Closer for next year, Holmes versus Loisaga, and then Martin Ober, a regular on the YouTube side, asked us, do you think Clay Holmes will be the Yankees' closer in 2024, or will they go in a different direction? Are they grooming a prospect in the farm system to be a future closer? Thank you, Adam, and thank you, Martin, for your question. Stacy, uh, Clay Holmes recently, pretty rough right now. He's on a rough stretch. Loisaga, Holmes, what are you thinking uh, for 2024 closer-wise? Are, are we still doing this committee thing? I think we're still doing this committee thing. Holmes is having his what what's wrong with Mo week, it feels like, because Mo had a week every year in August where he'd blow a couple of saves and everyone's like, oh, he's finally done. And then he'd be perfectly <laughs> fine and, you know, go through the playoffs, not giving up any runs. And he was so people were joking about that this week, this week with Holmes. Um, yeah, I think it might be. I don't think they're going to name a permanent closer. And I think it's too soon to even. <laughs> like think about that you gotta see yeah, how they're doing in spring training who's healthy who's you know what i mean like yeah, yeah especially with no bona fide guy um as far as martin's side of the question grooming a prospect for the farm system um 
not really. <laughs> Greg Weissert is, is the answer, really. Mm. Um, and for a time, it was also Jimmy Cordero. Mm. Uh, how did mm. that go? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, there's not like one bona fide guy. If anybody, it's it's Weissert. Um, that's like a prospect, you know what I mean? Like, not just like the guy who's the best pitcher at the time. Um, that's kind of how it also works down there is kind of how the Yankees are working up top. So yeah, I, I think, I think it's still majority homes homes right now is on a bad stretch. So it's, you know, right now it's, uh, not great looking, but yeah. overall body of work. Yeah. But I mean, Loisga is not a bad choice either. I mean, let's be real. Uh, yeah. he's pitched well, he's pitched very well. So we'll see how they go. I think it will have to do with how this month goes and how spring training goes. And you mentioned health Stacey. That's super important. Cause I don't think the Yankees are going to go out and make like a big closer signing, especially for 2024. It doesn't seem likely. Okay. That's uh, our first set of questions. Again, if you want to jump the line, you can always join subtext. It's in the episode description. You get a whole bunch of other perks as well. You guys have heard me talk about it a thousand times. We're going to step aside one more time. We come back a couple more questions before we get out of here. Back now on Lockdown Yankees, Yankees Astros tonight on Sirius XM. Catch the late call with John and Susan. Download the Sirius XM app today. Stacey, a couple more questions before our end of week is here. Let's jump to our YouTubers again. This is coming from Vincent M. Durham, 1695. Do y'all think the Yankees are going to make improvements to the team in the offseason by letting Everson Pereira and Oswald, Oswald Peraza, almost said what you wrote, earn a chance to make the opening day roster and make a run at Cody Bellinger? Are they going to blame the horrendous 2023 season on injuries and bad luck and run it back next year? Keep up the great work, Stacey and Steve. Thank you, Vincent, for the nice words. It's Oswald Peraza. How dare you? I can't believe you would ever mix those two up. How could you ever do that? I've never done that in my life. Uh, Stacey, lots of moving parts here. Um, how do you think they, they go into this offseason? Well, they're definitely going to blame it on injuries and bad luck. Which is I, it's slightly valid. Like well, there, there is a validness to it. It is, but it's not the only reason. But it is not a big only. but it is a big reason. I mean, like you can't because there were so many people talking about that. Like, oh, the Yankees can't blame things on injuries. Uh yeah, they can. They went without Rizzo and like Rizzo was playing, but he was clearly not himself. Judge was out for two months. That's a big missing piece from your lineup. And you saw what happened to the Yankees. They fell off a farking cliff because I can't say the word. So, yes, the injuries are valid, but I feel like they're going to blame that too much instead of blaming what the real problem is. You know what I mean? Roster construction. (laughs) Yes, because the Yankees love doing that. Oh, well, you know, it was the injuries and. Um, it, it was a bunch of bad luck and, and we'll be fine because they do that all the time. And it's like, no, it's roster construction. And this isn't going to change unless you change things in levels. In I'm curious how the, the Yankees team. operate because the way they should operate, and maybe this is going to get me in hot water. This is probably going to get me in hot water. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Look, I love Cody Bellinger. He's like the first big guy I ever covered. And he was the greatest dude. He was a 19 year old kid and I loved covering him every single day. It was awesome. And I will wear that on my sleeve every single day for the rest of my life. (laughs) They shouldn't go after him. I think that's just going to take away from your core for 2024. I think you need to go into 2024 knowing it's going to be a losing season. Right. Or maybe not losing, but maybe not contending. Right. Could be both. 
<laughs> I think I think if you're if you're doing this right now, then that means next season you're doing it again. Mm. Just just where the the organization is at prospects wise and how that's all looking. We've said it before, 2024 might be worse than 2023. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It also could be like a, a an Orioles situation where all the good kids work out. Right. And then <laughs> Judge could. stays healthy. Like that yeah, a lot could go right. Right. But um but also we've also talked that, about it. <laughs> yes. We've also talked about it though. Cody Bellinger has that option. So he very much might not be a uh, a free agent anyway. By all accounts, he likes Chicago. So yeah. and, and they like him in Chicago. So he might be sticking in Chicago. So this might be moot anyway. Thank you, Vincent. A couple more here's today, Stacy. This is coming from Angelo Reina5336. If both Pereira and Peraza hit well in September, there's a possibility they both start in 2024. That being said, New York would only have one left-handed batter, Rizzo, in the starting lineup. What do you think New York would do in order to get a more balanced lineup? Thank you, Angelo. Don't forget, um, we have a switch hitter now potentially in center field in Jason Dominguez. If he hits five, no, I'm not even gonna say if he hits, five. if he hits a hundred in September has a good spring, he's on the team next year, probably. Mm -hmm. So, cause there's no other options besides judge and center really at that point. That's true. Like we internally. That. Right. Yeah. Right. What do you think New York would do in order to get a more balanced lineup, go back in time and get Bryce Harper. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, the Bellinger <laughs> thing we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I. Every time I see Bryce Harper hit a home run, I think to myself, oh, God, that would look so great in Yankee Stadium. Or how about, I don't know, stop treating Estevan Florial like a four-year-old child. That, that too. <laughs> Again, I'm going to say it till things change. How you build a stadium like that and then have a lineup that's mostly righties. Now, some of them can pop it to right field. Stanton Volpe. can do it. Judge can do it. Volpe did it on Thursday. But you can't rely on that either. Like, you need someone from the more than one person from the left side. And I know switch hitters aren't as common either. Because, yeah, I mean, at one point, the Yankees had Tex, Swisher, and Posada as switch hitters. And then you had Matsui lefty. You had Jeter and A-Rod righty. And it was just, like, such a... Every other, that's why they were so good, because how could pitchers face a lineup like that that's so different? And the Yankees just completely went off the rails and went to the opposite of that. And they just, uh, it goes back to roster construction and changing the philosophy. And it feels like they're not going to do that anytime soon. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I mean, well, we can go deeper into that. Maybe that's a, I'm going to write that down left-handed hitting off-season episode <laughs> see we're already in that mode man we're well, in that mode angelo thanks to the yankees <laughs> we're we're gonna be yeah. in the off-season way sooner than we expected when the season started so <laughs> oh yeah i'm like putting my head to pillow every night and i'm like okay we'll do that on october 15th and then we'll do this and we're going <laughs> my brain's already my brain's already moving for off-season stuff we're still five days a week for a while guys so don't worry we're still yeah. be around thank yep. you angelo we will address that way more in the off season that's for sure once the market kind of clears out once we know how options are working and who actually is in the free agent class that kind of stuff um, there's a lot of options on the on the potential free agent market right now so 
It's a little weird of a landscape. All right. Thank you, Angela. One more question here for today. Stace, this is a newcomer, I believe, at Seb.Marine asking, I heard Boone might be coming back next year. If that's the case, given how bad it was this year, do you think they will have a mindset shift back to fundamentals, or will it be another year like 23 where the front office promises the World Series, but we don't even make the playoffs? Curious what your takes are. Stace, can I be glass half full and say the Yankees heading into 2024 aren't going, we are trying to win the World Series right now? I would love for them to not do that. Right. It would be very great if they could stop doing that. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, again, going back to the whole, are they going to blame this on injuries and bad luck? That's going to be why Boone stays because I don't see him going anywhere. It's not his fault that they didn't do well this season. It's bad luck and injuries and roster construction. He has nothing to do with that. <laughs> there, There is truth behind that. We've talked about that a couple of times already. We've, you know, I've that's why I said that. was it earlier in the week when I said about Sean Casey I'm like uh yeah I really don't see him going anywhere because if Boone stays he's staying he's gonna be yeah. hitting coach for a full year in 2024 so uh yeah and that might yeah. not be a bad thing let's, no let's be fair it, might not be a yeah. bad thing yeah nah that's that's he's getting some respect in that clubhouse as we've learned yeah it's a big thing when the when the veterans are coming out and you know guys who have played for like 10 years who are like oh yeah no i like what this dude's philosophy is and i like he's helping me and this is like that's what you want to hear yeah about a hitting coach yeah it sure is um if you had to pinpoint it stace if you had to look into the crystal ball do you think they're going to promise a world series like is, is Hal going to come out in at steinbrenner field and he's gonna is he gonna say we hope to contend this year and win where our goal is the world series in 2024 do you think he's gonna say that no, because they're not going to be able to really sign anyone that's going to put them over the top. And as we said earlier in the show, 2024 is going to be a there's going to be a lot of kids on the team. And you can't say something like that when you have a bunch of unproven talent on the team and you have no idea what they were. Getting. Could you imagine if the Orioles did that before this season? People would be <laughs> laughing at them. Now, it's possible that they could. But if someone had said that, oh, yeah, we're contending for the world, people would be like, <laughs> OK, yeah. So. It's a down. It's going to be a down year. It's just this. It, at least that's how it looks. Yeah. Could turn out unless, a different way. Unless a miracle happens. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, what kind they of They have to hit on a lot be? of prospects. They yeah. have to hit on a lot of them. <laughs> like, like the Orioles did. Right. Just have to. All right. That's a great way to end the show. Uh, hey. <laughs> Don't forget, coming up on Monday, it's Miners Monday. You guys already know all that. Thank you all for your questions. Sorry we can't get to all of them every week. Of course, you can skip the line by joining subtext. You either get a guaranteed answer on the show or in text form. We had to answer a couple in text message because we couldn't fit them all in today's show. As you see, because we're running long, let's get out of here, Stacy. Astros, Yankees tonight, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells this weekend. Reasons to watch. That's going to do it for today's Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Bernardo. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Monday and uh, what is it? The first Monday of September. It's the first Monday of September. How exciting. 